Is he a public type person? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm a little. Am I the dummy who like? Am I the only one who doesn't? No, know who he is? It, okay. no. It's actually <laughs> it's actually perfectly fine. No, whenever somebody act, whenever somebody does not know, it's kind of a relief because it reminds me that the world is much bigger than the experience that I have. But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the Man or Podcast. Shout out to the fan whores, the whoreheads, the pod sluts, and the Billy babes. This is Billy Presida. That feels so silly to put saying my name and Billy babes. It makes me want to take back the Billy babes. But hey, we're already here. Let's go with it. This is Billy Presida. You're listening to the Man Whore Podcast, and I am retracting Billy babes. We're going we're gonna to stick to pod sluts, whoreheads, fan whores. Whatever else y'all got, whatever you want to call yourselves, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you've put me in your ears on this fine morning. Uh, this week on the show, I have got on fellow comedian and podcaster and movie critic, Jordane Searles. She uh, hosts a great show called The Bad Romance Podcast, talking about rom-coms. And today we're, we're talking a lot about a, a an allegedly very public breakup she had last year with a, an allegedly very... Uh, notable public personality type. And uh, I knew none of this. Walked my face right into a heavy story, as I tend to do. Uh, and But I think we came out the other end on it. Spoiler alert, there's a very wonderful bare minimum bro named Bear at the end of this whole little ordeal that I think you all are really going to be like, I, I like Bear. I hope the thing with bear works. Can I get a bear? I'd love to meet a bear. I'd love to meet really anyone who just does the bare minimum nice and decent things. Going to share that story with uh, with Jordan with y'all in a little bit. But first, real quick, show dates tomorrow. Why? Why? Why that, Billy? Uh, tomorrow. If you're listening to this, the day it comes out tonight. If you listen to it uh, a day late and, you know, oh gosh, you missed it if you're just catching up. But uh, December 1st, I will be at the Fourth Wall Comedy Club in Los Angeles on the 8 p.m. lineup. And then Friday, I'm at El Cid, also 8 p.m. Then I'm back in Brooklyn on December 9th at Secret Poor. I'll put relevant ticket links in the show notes where I put all the fun things you should click and tap on. Something I tapped on recently, Ted Lasso. What took me so long? What? This is beautiful. This is, is both hilarious. Anywhere I would have written a snarky punchline, they just inserted pure positivity. I love that. That is so, what, why did it take me? Is it because none of my followers or friends have offered me their Apple Plus login? That might have a large part to do with it. Do you want to sponsor my Apple Plus membership and I'll just send you a cum shot video once a month? We can arrange that. But I finally threw the credit card down, and I just, gosh, this is delightful, everybody. Are you watching Ted Lasso? We, we should all be watching Ted Lasso. This should be free. This should be on PBS, but then, like, advertised by everybody. I'm loving it. It's just making me happy. Something that's not making me happy is I got a text uh, the, the, yesterday uh, that I've been waiting for for maybe, like, six months. Someone someone I uh, I used to sleep with in 2020, you know, is pregnant now. And she's been teasing to me like the last six months of, hey, like, you know, would love to maybe, you know, have you fuck me in front of my man or like maybe we could have an MF. I've always wanted to be spit roasted before. I think it'd be so hot to do while pregnant. I've always wanted to have sex with a pregnant woman. Oh my, just pregnancy. Some look, some people don't wear it well. Some people do wear it well, but you know what? Some people can wear cheetah print and some people can't. And that's okay. No one's uglier or less ugly because of it. It's just, you know, New Jersey girls know how to wear leopard and, you know, someone from Idaho does not. And you just go with what works for you. And some women wear pregnancy really fucking well. I would not call this a fetish. I don't think you know, I, uh, I, cause a fetish means like I require it and like prego porn probably constitutes at most like 6% of my, my masturbatory habits. So I don't know if we could properly classify this as a fetish, but a turn on for sure. And, and she's uh, randomly as she's been growing, she's been sending me nudes of her pregnant body. And I'm just like, I want my hands and my mouth all on this situation. But it kept being wishy-washy, we're not sure, her schedule's really tight, some on and off again with whoever, and then finally I get the, I get the call. 
what are you doing this Thursday? I'm in fucking Los Angeles. To which some of you might say, like, Billy, you're going to be back on Saturday. What's the big deal? Well, she's only available on Thursdays, and she her due date is technically the following Thursday on the 12th. Now, hey, baby could show up a little late, or, you know, maybe we do it next Thursday, and, and, and I induce the pregnancy. Wouldn't that be fucking crazy? What a story would that be if I, like, caused a birth to happen without actually creating, uh, like, new genetic material with someone else? I think that would be really cool, and unfortunately, I'm going to be in... Mm, a really fucking sunny place surrounded by beautiful people talking about sex for my job. Uh. So I think all three of us right now are just like keeping our fingers crossed that uh, that baby decides to kind of like take its time at least until after next Thursday. I feel like there are a few fantasies that I still have that I have yet to, you know, pursue or attempt or anything like that. And gosh, I think the closest I've gotten is back in March. I had sex at Hacienda next to a pregnant woman. Uh, If you can, if you would, maybe, you know, keep my dick in your thoughts and prayers. And her, you know, this is something she wants too. She's she's the one who instigated all this sexy pregnant nonsense. And while you genuflect or, or light some incense, allow me to show some appreciation real quick during the fan whore appreciation moment. Yes, I want to give a shout out right now to a member of my fan whore community on Patreon because you're awesome for giving me money. Thank you so much to someone who calls himself Big Bala, Shot Kala, 20 inch dicks round the Impala. Are those the lyrics? You, maybe you can let me know, man. Hey, stay warm up there, buddy. Big Bala, Shakala, thank you for supporting the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. I have just announced a new reward, a new benefit of membership. Patreon members will now be allowed to submit questions for my upcoming guests. There's a new channel on the Discord server, Ask a Guest. And when I confirm a recording, like my recordings coming up this week in Los Angeles, I will let you know who the guest is and when the recording is, and you can throw out whatever questions you want me to ask them. And you can become a patron. You can become a member today, right now, and enjoy those benefits as well as know that you are supporting your favorite smutty podcaster with some dollars. Become a member today at patreon.com slash podcast. Again, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast, Or download the Patreon app. Find me on there. All right. Uh, not feeling super chatty today. This is, uh, if you're new to the show, this version, this is me feeling not that chatty. So I'm just going to go ahead and get to this week's guest, Jordane Searles. Uh, Jordane is a comedian, and she is a podcaster, uh, runs the Bad Romance Pod, and she's also a movie critic. We've been following each other on Twitter for a minute, and I was just noticing all uh, all year all these really sad breakup tweets or these tweets about you know how how shitty it is to date and the frustration she's having being back out there now that she's a single woman fresh out of a five year relationship and engagement so i thought it was a good time to come hey you feel you in pain right now what come on over let me needle at that a little bit and needle we did and i thought i really got to uh to get to know jordane so i want you to get to know her too let's get on over to the show i think around 2010 or 2011 ish the whole thing got nuked so there's no evidence of anything that i said there which is actually great yeah because yeah no because like I, I, you know everybody goes through kind of like their mean online stage i went through mine when i was in middle school which in my opinion is when you're supposed to go through it mm. so like that's like the last evidence of me being mean <laughs> for no reason see if i had done that stage in my mid-20s i would have saved myself a lot of fucking trouble professionally yeah i mean all i did was piss off degrassi fans and uh then <laughs> go after a girl for stealing Stealing my internet boyfriend, which I mean, I, I, I won. I won. I mean, it was terrible what I did, but I won. <laughs> but, but, but you're not still with the internet boyfriend. No, 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 no. Of course not. No, it wasn't really about him. It was just about winning. <laughs> <laughs> what is an internet boyfriend to you? 
I mean, I was just a boy that I talked to on the internet and we like instant messaged a lot and we would like share photos. We also would like write little little erotic stories together. That was that was my version of like a sexual experience. (laughs) It's a good time to say I'm here right now with Jordan Searles. Uh, When I finally listened to a podcast, I I listened to your episode of Diking Out because I was like mostly wanted like, how do I pronounce this name? And, And I was like, oh, that's why it's Judy Squirrels. Your handle. Mm. <laughs> it helps us pronounce the name. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's so interesting when people don't people don't get that. Because I'm just like, what do you think? I'm just I'm just really into squirrels or something. Maybe I don't know because we've never met in person, so I've never. It's not like I've been like uh, at a show and like I heard someone bring you up, right? Yeah. So I just haven't like uh, I haven't heard the but I knew your name for yeah. years. Yeah. But uh, the Degrassi's which were you Degrassi Next Generation or like a Degrassi? Which Degrassi were you? I mean, Next Gen was my entry point, but uh, oh, you like, went deep with it. But I watched all of it. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. Degrassi Next Generation was like uh, formative. I feel yes, like. yes, it was really it was a really important show for me. Yeah, it 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 opened a lot of like emotional doors <laughs> i don't know i don't know why i describe it that way but yeah i think that's doors. fair it was like a it was like a show that was real i was a boy meets world fan but that's not you know that's not I real was, i watched boy meets world too i mean boy meets world is where you go if you want like a happy place yeah. where nothing where nothing bad happens <laughs> at least not until like college when it gets a little weird it gets a little weird and they finally introduce some black characters you know yeah. it's like it's like this is philadelphia right like what no. <laughs> 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 and by some you mean one 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 and we'll know two because then there's, there's the a teacher, teacher. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was only allowed one at a time it was you know me uh one the one of the people from the show now does porn remember the redhead in college oh right her yeah there was like a whole thing with her she's a big porn star now she's oh. like a contract girl oh. which is like that's like top that's well, the top I mean, of the top well i mean she's a beautiful woman and her whole Part in that show was just these like two guys that are shorter than her being obsessed with her. It was very fetishistic that <laughs> that whole thing. Just like here's this tall woman that I want to step on me essentially before people were saying step on me. How many people were so into Boy Meets World and then like developed giant test fetishes out of that? I don't know. Maybe that's how we got B movie. <laughs> how was how was Degrassi formative for you in particular? I mean, you know, uh, Manny getting an abortion. I mean, I think also like uh, the the communal experience of Americans trying to track down the Manny gets an abortion episode because America, they had like it blocked. Parents were upset about it, but it was available in Canada. So then we like there were just like all these like my first time like torrenting something was us tracking down the Canadian <laughs> like edit of, of Manny getting that abortion because like it's like it's. And it's a it's actually like a really great storyline and America being afraid of it is just I don't know it's just very it's just very American. Um so I mean that was important for me and I mean of course Marco coming out. Marco coming out was a big was a big thing for like all of us and I say us as like a loose term of like everybody that I knew had their fucking mind blown when that happened. I remember the episode very fondly and how it went down and also his relationship with Paige's brother Dylan when mm. when that happened was also huge for me. That was like the first gay couple that I ever like posted about, you know, like like a fangirl. When when you when Marco came out and that was uh, like a big deal for you, like where were you at in your queer journey and self-understanding? Uh, I was definitely not at an acceptance part. Like I, I was in middle school, I was queer and I had queer feelings, but I didn't know what that was. Mm. I just knew that I really liked Marco. And then I watched Queer as Folk and I really liked that show, even though it wasn't about, you know, women. there were like two lesbians on Queer as Folk, but their storylines were always the worst. Weirdly, I never watched The L Word. I couldn't get past the first episode. Everybody was too posh and like put together into like high femme for me except for shane shane was hot but i would but i would just like watch it just be like oh shane's on screen i don't know what the plot is really like shane and then when shane would go away i would just turn it off but queer as folk the american version i've seen all of it the british version i've seen some of it but i barely remember it it's much shorter also and i when i read into shit too 
Yeah? yeah. What do you mean read into shit? I mean, like, I was obsessed with Paris Geller from Gilmore Girls. Even though her character is not gay, she has basically read as a lesbian to almost every Gilmore Girls fan I know. I don't know anybody that thinks that Paris is straight. <laughs> like her one of her one of her major relationships on the show is like fucking like like a 70-year-old professor man and I'm just like mm, mm. she seems gay. I don't know why that makes me think that. <laughs> I was just like, why is she fucking this old man? I don't know, man. It seems like you're trying to avoid something. <laughs> Do you feel like you learned a lot about like sexuality and dating and, 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 and such from all these shows and from the media you were taking in when you were younger? Um, I mean, it gave me ideas. I mean, barely any of them were accurate, but it, it kind of gave me high standards for emotional intelligence because I just assumed that people would talk about every that people talk about everything and like people are constantly like hashing out their shit and that's not true people hate hashing out their shit they'll do anything to avoid it oh man that was really good weep like i feel like i only took like a couple hits and i was just like i'm already high this is crazy well shout out to my dealer um because so one of the reasons i want to talk to you because i've I've seen you know i've been following you on twitter for years and i would see the way you like tweet about your dating life and your love life and frustrations and you like you know how some people are horny on maine yeah i feel like you're fed up on maine yeah That's like, that's my perception of you. Well, yeah. I mean, horny, that's that's so, in- it's interesting being horny on Maine. I just don't know, like, I think part of it is that there's like a still a sense of propriety in me, even though I did have an OnlyFans for a while, but you, it was like this thing where like, I wouldn't advertise it. You would have to DM me to get the link. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but I was always just like very covert about it. There are plenty of people who did not know that I had one, but I did have one for like a... Uh, was it last year i don't know how time works anymore (laughs) um but yeah i am fed up on main and i also tend to not really post about the women or femmes that i date on main i do talk about it in my circles and i do talk about it in like separate but i tend to not like make fun of the women that i date they have to do they have to be really terrible for that i think i only really have two jokes that i ever tell like in stand up about women that i've dated and they're and i still like waited years before i started telling them just to make sure that like i wasn't in contact with them and they weren't in contact with me and their feelings wouldn't be hurt i really respect women men but, not not so well, guys you're like i don't care if he's in the front fucking row no i don't care <laughs> i'll point him out no people people that i've hooked up with like follow me on twitter men that i've hooked up with follow me on twitter and they see when tweets are about them and they'll tell me that it's like oh was this about me and it's like yeah (laughs) 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 they were like the thing is is that like a lot of people that i have slept with in like the year the year or so that i've been single were already following me on twitter Mm. so they already knew what situation they were getting into yeah and I'm still like, I'm never just like, hey, this guy, this guy fucking sucks. Like, that's the thing. Like, uh, I also appreciate everyone's discretion. Like, nobody knows which reply guys I've hooked up with and which ones I have not. You and hook up with the reply guys? Are I've, you supposed to do that? I, uh, you know. <laughs> what would I, Kate say? I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> and for the most part, you know, they've been very lovely. Okay. How do, so wait, how do you go from like a reply guy situation to a hookup? Um, do they just like frustrate you enough that they get like through to the other side? <laughs> or you're like, you know what? We'll have lively conversation. I'll just sometimes if somebody like messages me a lot and they don't seem like a weirdo, I'll like DM them and I'll just be like, you have a lot to say to me. What's up? <laughs> like, I'll just like, I'll just be like, do you want to say it directly to me? Whatever you're trying to express. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I just... It's like you're sometimes they're thrown off, but it's like you're already talking to me. So <laughs> it's like, get in here. You seem obsessed with me. Uh. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, my reply guys will show up on dating apps and they'll be like, they will literally introduce themselves being like, I follow you on Twitter. I follow you on Letterboxd. Like, that's, they'll just open with that. Litterbox? Which is, which I don't is, know Litterbox. Huh? I don't know Litterbox. 
Letterboxd. A letterbox. Okay. Letterboxd is a is just like uh, movies cataloging movies. Okay. Like yeah, stuff like that. Well, you know, so you your frustration. So you had a big relationship, like in the somewhat recent past, right? It was like something like five years. Yes. And then, and when did that end? Uh, last summer, fall, yeah. last summerish. Why? Why that relationship end? Five years is pretty significant. Yeah, I like I like barely. Th- that's the thing. I like usually when I break up with someone, I have like these like tender feelings that I still have, and I mm. think that everything is my fault and that I fucked it up. And that's not that's. that's You're not, like no, this one was. That's in. that's not the situation here. <laughs> how 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 many of the years of the five was he terrible? Um, was it at least start? Nicely? If I was, if I was gonna be honest with myself, I would probably say it was the whole time. I just think I didn't really become aware of it until um, I didn't. I don't know. It was just like a very slow journey of becoming aware of what I was in, what the situation was, what the dynamic was, and all of the things that I was not getting and all of the ways that i had to compromise and all of the ways that i really just denied myself yeah yeah so that sounds really tough a lot of people get like a a singular moment where like it's a snap like oh can't be here but when it's like that really slow realization stretched over years I mean, yeah. that's got to be tough. To, like, by the end of it, you must be like, fuck, all that time gone. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like I I fully wasted the last five years of my 20s. I mean, there was still one year left because it happened. We broke up, like, yeah. right around the time I turned 29. So there was still, like, one year of <laughs> left. But, like, no, I mean, essentially, yeah, no, I think that it was all a waste of time. And I wish it didn't happen. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I was like, it was like I had finished grad school and my life was at like a weird crossroads and someone was nice to me and I thought, okay, things are going to be okay. And then they stopped being nice to me. And I was just like, but they were nice to me once. They're going to be nice to me again. And then they weren't. And then, you know, it just... Uh, it, it, what what did you when you said you like you thought it was one thing in the beginning and and as you slowly then realized like in the beginning what did you think it was what did you think you were in um i think in the beginning i thought i was in uh uh i thought that i was in a partnership where we were both going to encourage each other creatively and like you know grow together and you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff. I really thought that a lot of stuff was going to happen. I mean, it probably like partially is because like, uh, he told me that he loved me after like a week. Whoa. And so like, I guess it was weird because like, I didn't like, it didn't give me like super high expectations. I at first thought, yeah, this person is, this person is like being very naive. Um, but it just, I don't know. I just thought, Okay, a person who could love so freely and so openly has to be a good person, right? <laughs> has to be. And it's just not. Yeah, it's just not. It just wasn't. Yeah, there's like something about like kind of loving irresponsibly. Or I think there's just people who like you get those the initial chemistry. It's chemistry. There are feelings there. But then so many people can just instantly be like, that's love. It's like, no, it's not. It might be love later, but this is just, you just felt like real good with somebody. And that's awesome. But it doesn't mean like you're in love with somebody. Yeah. Or at yeah. least not yet. Yeah. You know, I got, and, and, and you were, in fact, were people not nice to you very much, previous partners before him? Yeah. No, I'm not really used to people being nice to me. Um, I'm I sorry think, to hear that. Uh, I mean, the serious relationship I had, like, maybe like a, that it, it had ended about, I don't know how long before, like six months to a year before. That was, that was like the first time I was engaged. That person was. Wait, did you say first time you were engaged? Yeah. Okay. I'll um, write that down for later. Uh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, I've been engaged twice. It was with the 
the guy before and then the five year Aye. guy that was that was my second time being engaged in both times i thought um both times it happened at a time where it's like no one was really being nice to me and they were being nice to me and i thought that that meant something mm. and both times it really ended up not meaning what i thought it did mm. so do you think like the early infatuation or like relief of like oh there's someone being nice to me it was enhanced because the people before were not um because like right now there's someone i'm seeing who like she just clearly has been mistreated by so many people and like i'm into like she's fun and all and i like her and but i can see like she is feeling very hard things very quickly but i think it's amplified by like someone's finally being nice to her and kind of breaks my heart because it was like you're so excited someone's just being the I because I am a trip over the bar kind of guy. I am nothing special. I just like am bare minimum nice to you. And uh so for some people who get mistreated so much, they go like, oh my God, this is here. And I'm like, no, no, I'm actually here. Just everyone else sucked that bad. Well, something that I've learned lately is that there's a difference between niceness and kindness. Mm. And niceness is something that is very conditional and, you know, can often be given with very little information and can change if more information is given. Whereas kindness is just very much, you know, it does not matter what the circumstances are. This is this is the ba- this is the treatment that you deserve. This is the treatment that every human deserves, and that's what I'm going to do my best to give. Niceness often can be a mask where kindness really isn't. Mm. You can you can tell the difference between a nice person and a kind person. At least I can now. I could not then. So I mean, if there is something useful, I guess it's that. Yeah, that I got from it. What was like one of the first signs that you weren't in what you thought you were in? I just felt really lonely. Even though you were with somebody committed and you felt lonely. Yeah. How so? I don't know. When I was talking, I didn't really feel like the words were being received. I felt like uh, sometimes uh, be like waiting. It's like they're like waiting to talk. They were just things that I was going through that were like very serious that I kind of had to go through by myself. And I didn't realize that I had been going through them by myself until I really looked at it. It's just when someone is very wrapped up in who they are specifically like self-loathing if somebody's very wrapped up in hating themselves then there's really not any space to love anybody you can say that you love someone you can be in a relationship but if ultimately all you can really think about is yourself it just it's clear that you're not really there i mean that's like so many people like they feel lonely and they think like i like if i find a person who will hang, you know, who wants to be with me, that fixes, and it doesn't because they're they're not present. A lot of the time when I was, because I was basically a serial monogamist for, for all of my twenties, for Mm. the most part, like I wasn't, I wasn't single for, I was only single for like short intervals of time. Um, and uh people would you know friends and other people just be like well you know how you just you're always you're always in there how do you do it how do you do it like it's some kind of accomplishment like they're trying to figure it out and i it's not an accomplishment to be in a relationship and people really believe that. They believe that it is the goal. They feel like that's how you win. And so whenever I was having issues in my relationships, people would just essentially just be like, well, you know, at least you're in one. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is really just like not helpful. But you need a lot of love and a lot of intuitiveness to be with a person and make you feel like you are together and that you are in something and that they know you. And, you know, a lot of relationships don't give that. People think that having someone is sleeping next to them, but you can Mm. sleep next to someone. Totally. And feel completely alone. Yeah. You know, you're talking about people seeing it as like an end goal as opposed to a starting line. It's like, that's the beginning. Like being in a relationship means you are now starting 
like you're whatever you're trying to win at life, right? It, 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 it's it's you got invited to be in the game. You're not you you didn't win the game. Like now yeah. you get to play the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean that's the thing. Like uh, I and I, I I'm frustrated a lot, not just by like dating, but also just like by the way that it's framed because you know it became a situation where like it made me realize like for example i was with this guy he was in the navy he was very abusive i broke this up is with still him. the five-year guy or is a no this one? is okay. a different guy um i broke up with him um i remember calling my mom and saying i broke up with him and her being like why would you do that he takes care of you <sighs> And it's just like, what does it mean to take care? What she meant, of course, is that he paid for things. Mm -hmm. um, but what she didn't know is that every single time he paid for something, he made me fully aware that he was doing it, wanted to make sure that he knew that I was grateful, wanted me to say that I was grateful. Mm -hmm. So there were all of these strings. So it's like, it's not, it's not really taking care if you're making me feel guilty about it the entire time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, when I was with the five-year guy, a really, a thing was, is that like, whenever he would get like, um, whenever he would get like really, really angry with me about something, he would say, you're just with me because I pay the rent. He would just say that to me. <laughs> um... <laughs> And this is something that, like, he'd been saying to me since the beginning. Like, it wasn't, like, a new thing that just, like, randomly popped up. It was a thing that he always said. And I just would just say, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And then I would, I don't, I would, like, apply for a job or something. And a lot of just me even becoming a film critic in the first place is so that he would stop saying that to me. Yeah. Because it hurt my feelings. It's like, take away that card. Okay, what else you got? Yeah. And it didn't occur to me to be like, oh, I just shouldn't be with somebody who talks to me like that. It, I just changed. If there was something wrong, I just tried to change. And I just like kept changing. And I framed it as self-improvement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but maybe a little bit more self-realization. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I was realizing shit. <laughs> but you feel like you were changing? I was changing. Can I take a guess that he was pretty stagnant? Yes. Right. You changed out of him. Like you evolved like you're like, I if you're not gonna grow as well, like bye. Yeah. I'm gonna keep growing and I'm gonna go find people who are like on my level because you were no longer because maybe you felt like you were on his level back then, but like you definitely were not on his level by the time you got out, it sounds like. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Or you could tell me I'm wrong if I'm if I'm being a little too important about it. <laughs> no, you're you're fine. <laughs> I'm a little I guess I'm always a little cautious about how I talk about that situation now just because of how it ended and how much kind of like public scrutiny I had to deal with when it came to it. Really? Oh yeah. Is he a public type person? Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm a little. Am I the dummy who like? Am I the only one who doesn't? No, know who he is? It, okay. no. It's actually <laughs> it's actually perfectly fine. No, whenever somebody act, whenever somebody does not know, it's kind of a relief because it reminds me that the world is much bigger than the experience that I had. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there were extensive conversations on the forums about my breakup with this person the degrassi forums kidding mm. no okay <laughs> <laughs> people are throwing down polls like which degrassi breakup is just like jordan's everyone vote <laughs> what uh not it, those kind of forums is he also in entertainment of some sort uh i don't know what he does now but he oh. was doing a thing and he had a fan base and they did not like me mm. and um you know but you also had, like, you're, at the time, you had your following as, as well. Not when it started. Well, not when the relationship started, but by the time the relationship ended. By the know. time that it ended, yeah. Right. So did you feel like, like, was there a little bit of, like, you had people in your corner on no, the internet? No, I didn't feel like anyone was in my corner. No. I feel like most of the people 
that I, um, you know, uh, supporters, friends, colleagues, whatever, uh, a lot of them felt like the best thing to do was ignore it, which meant that uh, there wasn't really, nobody, nobody really uh, defended me. And it's, um, it's interesting uh, because, you know, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of shouldn't matter. Like it shouldn't be, like there shouldn't be like a whole like public thing where it's just whose side are you on? Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing in the first place. But so most of the people that I was just didn't want to be associated with it, thought it was childish. Um, And uh, his side of things, everybody kind of just like lives in a perpetual childhood. So they didn't really see it that way. They just uh, litigated the entire thing and came up with their own conclusions and he enjoyed their conclusions and he amplified their conclusions Mm and he um, seemed to have a really good time with, treating me like shit like he just seemed to have a really good time and so you know uh good for him i guess i mean that's it's gotta suck because you said you were already feeling lonely and like literally lonely next to the guy and yeah and now you have something that's happening publicly during a breakup where now you are quote like you're single a a version of alone alone now in a way and you don't have people backing you up you see people backing him up i imagine that's just amplifying the feeling of loneliness yes yeah all of that yeah how'd you cope with that i don't know i'm still coping still coping Oh, I mean, I am filled with rage yeah. all the time. <laughs> I've seen the tweets. Uh, it's part so, of how you got here. So yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just, I just deal. There's already kind of like a predisposition to not liking women, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if a woman is a woman is said that they are a feminist or has expressed any kind of feminist ideas, like. Um, like, uh, I mean, a good example of this that I, that I had in Georgia was that when I was in, when I was still home in Georgia, which I spent like the first 22 years of my life there, I, right when I was leaving, I had gotten into grad school in NYU and I was leaving. Mm. Um, I had, I got, I got sexually assaulted. Um, and I had been living in a house full of guys and it was one of the guys it was all the, it was like mostly gay guys, one straight guy. It was the one straight guy that I lived with. So it had happened and I started talking about it. Like I talked to my roommates about it. I posted about it on Facebook. Um, and, uh, like people were just like, uh, well, you know, you're such like a strong woman. Like, why are you whining? Um, and also like, why aren't you going to the police? And it's because it, the answer of course is one, I don't believe in the police and two, because I'm leaving. So the last thing I need is to have to come back to Georgia for court. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And people were just like, <laughs> just being confused, confusing about that. It's like, what part of I want to fucking leave? Don't you understand? um so but it was a lot of like the uh the the treatment of me during that time was just like very like it was just like a lot of people that i went to college with on facebook were just like why are you talking about this and like you know just kind of like scrutinizing just the fact that i was saying anything at all like i didn't like obviously i didn't press charges the guy is just there he's whatever i don't know what he does now um and so i mean that was kind of like my first taste of it where it's like it doesn't matter really if someone has wronged you if you're a woman and you talk about things like i had you know i had a reputation for saying things saying words and apparently that was a bad thing so you know um uh so so to be a woman you know is already and also people were very annoyed like back home but back home a lot but here too um this feeling that like my voice uh had too much authority in it Mm -hmm. like i was uh like a little too big for my britches essentially Mm -hmm. so um so just knowing all of that uh you know think about the online landscape most people feel this way 
<laughs> Most people do. So they feel which way that you were. Too they big feel for the they feel like you know they. Mo- I'm just gonna say most people don't like women. Like most people just don't. Mm-hmm. Like even if they think that they do, they don't. And I. So I don't. So it's very hard to expect empathy. And uh, it's gotten worse lately because there's this idea that we, because we've been talking more, have already gotten the empathy. And so now we're just, now we're just like, now it's like we're just hogging the spotlight. We won't give it up. I literally listened to you. Like, what more do you want? Exactly. I heard your words. Did you want more? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So... To tie it back to the to be a to so to be a woman in a breakup, people are people are going to assume, for the most part, that like well the guy is going to get demonized already. So why don't we do the interesting thing and demonize the woman? And every single time they do it, they think it's like a novel concept, like they just created it. <laughs> so. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> I think it does. It Because so, it, it, it sounds like then that is what happened during this public breakup last year. Yeah. And I mean, he knew his he, uh, he had already told me that his fans didn't like me. They would comment on videos that we did together and be like, well, she just talks so much and you know she doesn't let him talk and he stops talking to let her talk and she's controlling him like people would literally think this and he knew that people were saying this he knew that people were saying this from the beginning of our relationship and he would tell me that they said this which i didn't understand like at first i just thought oh he's just letting me know he's just making me aware but by the end of it i realized he's telling me because this is how he feels and he is trying to dress it up like these people are saying this, but he also agrees, but he's trying to make it seem like he doesn't agree. He's sharing just, how he feels, but using their... As exactly. The, yeah. mm-hmm. So, wow. like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, when it when it all came down to it, it's very easy to dislike um, a black woman who's too big for her britches, apparently, mm-hmm. and is, like, controlling or... Mm, or opportunistic or you know a lot of there are a lot of there have been a lot of theories about me i've only read some of them um online but they are they're around uh and it's just uh and it's just and i (laughs) and then i would like i remember i would just like ask him to like um to stand up for me and then he would do it but then he would say that i asked him so then it would make people feel like i was telling him what to do and he liked that it was just it was i honestly consider that relationship the longest con i've ever been a part of like like i was set up from the beginning (laughs) i was really set up and like the only reason why i can deal with it now is that i just smoke so much marijuana like so much Because that's the only way that I can, that's the only way that I can deal with it. Like, there's just nothing, it's not like I don't want, I don't want revenge um, or anything. Uh, I just don't, I just want people to be normal. You want peace. Yeah. (laughs) You want some fucking peace. And like, when you have a good cushioned couch and like some pot is very, like, although like my relationship with weed is that, and I'm a very big lightweight or maybe the weed's really good. I don't know. If you're saying it's good, maybe maybe it's that. But just. Uh, yeah, I smoke, I smoke weed all the time. So when I say that it's good, it's fucking good. I mean, I smoke weed all the time, but like I still only need one or two hits all the time. Like I, my, oh, you see, that's my not tolerance me. never changes. It's never like, like oh, I'm, no, I've just I am the same lightweight I was when I first started smoking pot a few years ago. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> taking a handful full of edibles kind of person. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so 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 it's like. I can make the time if I'm feeling, you know, I've had this has been a breakup year for me. It's been very long. I actually only got like released from my breakup a couple weeks ago, two weekends ago, where it was finally like there was a finale. There's a lot of like on again, off again, maybe I don't know. Right. And I finally got released in a way. I mean, it's not the outcome I wanted, but I was it, the finality of like, yeah, this will not. I just I realized I do not want this at all. I don't. So 
I'm sad, but like I'm released. But at the six, seven months before that, almost every day I am, I'm stoned and it's, I can pass the time and there's like at least six hours I get to be on this couch and feel like this um, artificial peace. This is a great couch, by the way. Right? I wish, I wish I had a couch. I live in a studio, so there's just no room for a couch. I have like a little settee, like a little bench. Shout out to Alex Patak. I got this for free. I just had to pay for an Uber XL to get it. Oh, everybody knows this guy. (laughs) Oh, Patak? Yeah. It's not Alex. Wait. Your ex isn't Alex, right? No. Okay. Woo. That would have been. No. How no, fucking was, weird no. would that be if I was like, I got this couch from your ex? No, 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 <laughs> But, but no, the no. weed, the weed helps. Yeah. But the, but, but the, it comes, at, I don't know for you, but for me, it comes at a cost. There's a lot I can't do once my ass hits that, that couch. If I'm, if I'm high, I'm like, I am relaxed and I'm calm and I'm peaceful, but I'm not getting things done. I can't do stuff. I can't engage with my emotions, but I don't have to, I get to just float through this pain mm. i don't know how it is for you but i'm real sorry to to i mean that's just uh fuck what was the what finally got you out to break up with this guy what made you finally realize i mean i know you said it was a slow build but what finally was it um all i can really say about that mm is that a family tragedy happened and that I was dealing with and all he could talk about was the internet through the entire thing. Like I remember talking to like my sisters because I had to go home um, to help my family Um, and my sisters were just like, he was talking about YouTube because I I had left the room and I was like oh you were with him what were you talking about and they were like he was talking about YouTube and I was like was, I, like we was, had a tragedy and he's talking about like he was, view he was, counts he was doing what, what? um uh, yeah that's that's not we still stayed together after that but that was I that was the moment in my head that I kind of knew it was over mm. and I did say like while we were there visiting my family I was just like do you want to break up because do, do you want to break up? Because it seems like you want to break up. <laughs> and he said, no. But the answer was actually yes. Mm. So you just wasted my time for a few more months. <laughs> oh. But then you finally got got out. You you described it as uh, this relationship was like the longest con, right? Yeah. What what do you think was in it for him? Like he's conning. What, what was he getting? Um. Well, he was getting someone that he could blame for everything. He would go online and blame me for things. He would not like how his career was going. So then he would tweet uh, about how, like, I didn't support his career. Suddenly it became my fault. And it did something for him. I don't really know. Yeah, I really, I really don't know. I really don't know what it, I really don't know what it was. Um, I really don't know why he proposed to me multiple times either if he hated me so much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I just think that he hated me. That's that's it. But now you're out here and you're attempting the date and it sounds like it has not made you terribly much happier. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually a lot happier. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, my rebound relationship um, with a very nice a very nice guy named Bear was very nickname I mean, Bear, like on birth not, certificate. He's bear. not named Bear, okay. but I'm. But for <laughs> I call him Bear because he looks like a bear. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, I can really any any sense of me feeling normal and happy is I can you can attribute it to Bear. Bear like. Bear like showed up, you know, we went on a date. We I was in my new apartment um and like it was before I had a bed frame. And so then we would just like fuck on a mattress on the floor and then he would and the, but then like What are you a 24-year-old male comic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like what he like he helped me put together my furniture. He made sure that I, because I have an I have a, I have an eating disorder. Um, he like he like made sure that I had to eat, but he did it in a way that like 
didn't stress me out, which was another thing. Every other person that I'd been with had did it in a way that really stressed me out. And he managed to like get me to eat without making me feel like shit for not thinking of it, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, he always had like a, this like big thermos of water with like, with like lemon in it. And like, he was always shoving it in my face. <laughs> like he was just, just exactly what I needed and was just really supportive of me and really just there. He was just straight up there. Like there was actually another family emergency around the time that we started dating. And like, it was like night and day the way that he dealt with it. Like I immediately, I got a call from my sister about something that happened. We were in bed together and like he got up with me and I was like, I need to get on a plane. And he just sat there while I like set up the flight. And like, he called me when I got there, like it was just, the most normal and it was so weird too because like when i would tell him i was just like you're like the best guy that i've ever dated which it's true bear you are um he would just be like really because i just feel like i'm just doing the bare minimum and i was just like i i've never experienced like the feeling of not being judged and the feeling of just someone just being there like he would come to my comedy shows and he would like and he would just like enjoy it. And if I would make a joke about him, he wouldn't even care. He wouldn't even think about it. Like it was just, he was great. He took care of you. Yeah. He was nice to you. He supported you. He did all the things that this guy that you were with for five years was supposed to do as a bare minimum. And if he accidentally did it one day, he wanted to make sure you fucking knew that I did a bare minimum thing for you. And you better be grateful. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. No. Bear is incredible. And like we still... You know, we still hang out all the time and I still, you know, he's just the best. Yeah. And it's like maybe it's, it's weird. I really don't have anything. I, that's maybe the first time ever that I really just don't have a complaint about a man. Like I don't even have a compl- I don't even have a complaint about our breakup. I don't have a complaint at all. I know exactly why it happened. It happened because he felt like he needed to get his life together. He felt like he needed to get a job and he didn't. And he felt like he couldn't give me the attention that I needed. And he got the job and he's been working and he's busy. And I see him like once a week and that's fine. That's great. Yeah. I'm really happy to hear that. But also like, I'm also, I identify with this bear guy because when he goes like, what are you talking about? This is great. I'm doing, again, this is what I was saying before. I'm tripping over a bar that is so low because of so much shit. So I, it makes us seem like we're doing above and beyond. I'm like, I promise, I know how to do above and beyond, and I'm not doing that right now. I'm doing bare level, nice. You sh- like, you should be nice to people, you fuck. And so like, I'm fucking this woman who like, and I'm nice to her, and she like is blown away. Yeah. But it's not because I'm being great. It's because of all the shit that came before. Yeah. But I'm glad you like have that, had that, and still have a version of that in your life right now. Yeah, it's because I've been sitting here for the last like hour, like hearing this like pretty heartbreaking story of <laughs> this shit, dude. But then also like what I didn't realize that there was this this public element to it. I had no idea. Oh. I don't do good research before these. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm glad. Like, it really bothers me that there's information about my breakup that you can find that you can Google and find. It really annoys yeah. me, especially because most of the information is like written by people who like. What do they know? Like it's 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 a whole thing. Like it's just there's like some there were like people released documents. Like there's somebody wrote like the like the it was fuck? just yeah, and it was just like a thing where it was just like I, I was supposed to respond to the documents and I and I didn't um, because I just couldn't. I just thought it was so absurd. So that's why I'm trying to be like fair. Like if I talk about exes, like I got, I do my best to try to be fair, but then also like, but allows me to speak to what I need to speak to. But then the origin of this podcast is I used to, uh, and still sometimes do, I talk to like past partners and lovers about why we didn't work out. Right. So I also feel like, well, if I say something and like an ex heard it and we're like, fuck, that's not fucking it. I'd be like, 
you can come on the show and tell everybody why I suck or something. Like it's like yeah. you, you open invite uh, to all all the women who loved me and, and maybe now don't. You're always you're always welcome on. <laughs> I won't censor you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but in your situation, it felt like you know you didn't you didn't get to have a voice in the matter. And um, yeah. Well, yeah, and I don't. I don't know. It was almost just like <laughs> you really. <laughs> you really just you really just like can't win um you can't win and you shouldn't you shouldn't have to even worry about whether or not you're winning or not but you can't well what do you want now what are you seeking out now um well i i want to have kids Mm -hmm. um so I mean, it's it doesn't have to happen right now, but I'm only really paying attention to people who would consider yeah. having kids at some point because I'm 30 and um, I don't know. My mom had me when she was like 22, so I just feel I feel so late. Um, Were you in the beginning? Or I know there's like five kids or four or five kids, there, right? There, there are five. I'm the oldest. Right. You got like three sisters and a brother, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, I want I want just like one to two kids, um, and I would like to be married. And you know, it's weird. I kind of thought that I would get over that. <laughs> um get over wanting those things like it felt very like you know because i was raised southern baptist like i just felt like that was just something that i was told to want and and i realized no i actually i actually do want it the first time that i was engaged i was the one that proposed i was ready to go um oh that's so hot like that's my (laughs) dream is like if i were to be married i want to be proposed too When the guy was like a decade older than me, so I was just like, chop, chop. Like, what are you, what are you waiting for? <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to be married. Um, I date, you know, and I date everybody. Um, like I said, like I only, I talk, I only talk with the men that I date because I respect women. I do, I do see women and, um, I just have too much respect for them to talk shit about them at all. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, I, yeah, I just need, and I just, I'm kind of like figuring out, like, I just want, uh, I, I, like, my my latest frustrations is that people just kind of uh, aren't curious enough, like, intellectually, emotionally, and so, like, I just had just been having these conversations and wishing that they were, that there was more meat to them and not really having that, and so... Yeah, I just, it's weird because I feel like what I want is just very normal, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, um, here, especially in this city, it's very hard to get. And I don't want to have to, I'm not going back to Georgia. Mm. I'm not doing that because, um, well, as a low key fan of yours on, on the internet, uh, I, I hope I'm pulling for you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't wait to start seeing um excitable funny dating tweets as opposed to like this these motherfuckers uh dating funny dating tweets um i also uh i don't know how you are on time do you have like an extra 10 to 15 minutes maybe uh yeah sure. I, I have this incredible superpower i feel like with this podcast where i invite very funny people on and then i create a space where i don't let them be funny at all <laughs> I'll make the funniest comic on. Unf- you watch me. I'll make them be real for for an hour, and they'll be like, "Wait, hey, was that good? Was I? Th- I don't think I was funny." It's like, "Don't you weren't supposed to be." No, is uh, but but I thought we could do a little bonus episode about rom coms. Okay, about sure. your your specialty. My specialty. I love that that became my specialty. It really just came out of the fact that I'm a big fan of of the podcast We Hate Movies, and and at this point, I'm like I I've met the guys, I've been on the show, and all that stuff. But before I met them, and before I was on the show, I was just a fan, and I would like listen, and I love and I love these guys, like top tier white men, like we they've never <laughs> whiteness really snapped with these guys. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but when they would talk about rom-coms, I could always tell that like, um, because it's obviously not a genre that they casually watch, they were just like things that they would miss. And there was always like, I always wanted, I just thought, you know, what would, what would a, what would a female perspective be? And so I actually, you actually, I have to 
credit we hate movies and I don't know if I've ever actually said that but when I started Bad Romance it was just like what if I did <laughs> the girl version of this which is like such a um which is such a corny starting point but and so it it was also just like a challenge for me because you know as much as I had like been watching rom-coms my whole life like really casually just like turning on TBS and it's like oh it's Notting Hill I'm watching Notting Hill again I you know I, I became interested in you know cinematically really looking at this work and thinking about the way that it has shaped the way that women feel about dating the way that men feel about dating mm-hmm. and and also, you know, how much of the writing is like based on insecurities. Like one of my favorite like running things, it's like not even like a running joke really, is that like I constantly can't tell which white woman is supposed to be more attractive than the other white woman. So when it's like when they're like fighting for like a, when when a girl feels um, intimidated by another girl, I'm just sitting there just like they're both attractive. I don't understand. Or they both just look like white women. I don't understand. Um, And so just like finding out these like weird, like hierarchies of like beauty that white people have has been very fascinating to me because (laughs) none of that means anything to me. (laughs) Well, you know, Patreon people, they're going to hear a little fun bonus uh, episode tomorrow uh, with Jordan. But for now, you know, where can people go to find you, follow you? You've got a great podcast. Um, Plug away. Um, yeah, well, as long as Twitter still exists, you can find me on Judy as Judy Squirrels. I'm that on Instagram, too. On Hive, I'm just at Jordan because I, that was available to me and I like that. Um, um, Bad Romance has an Instagram as well. Bad Romance has a Twitter as well. Um, they haven't been updated in a while because I've I spent all year traveling. I was in Australia for like part of this year. I've just been everywhere. Um, but it's but it's coming back. We are recording new episodes. You can also watch the back. You can also watch listen to the backlog. There are so many episodes. Mm-hmm. We're on Spotify. You've been doing Apple it for years. Podcast. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long Still with time. Bronwyn, right? No, not no. with Bronwyn anymore. Okay. So that's like the new new thing is that like I'm talking to new people now mm-hmm. and kind of like spreading it out a bit. Cool. And and I think that. Uh, you know, I hope that people enjoy it and hopefully I'll be doing more stand up. I've been kind of like hibernating, but I still very much would like to do it and really want to record a half hour soon. So mm-hmm. if there's any interest in that, you know, check it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. folks, uh, go check out Bad Romance podcast. Go follow her uh, on the places and uh, Patreon. We'll see you tomorrow. For now, Jordan, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everybody. Wait, 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 hold up. Just don't leave just yet. There's still some more content coming at you. Not me talking. I'm going to give you some more of Jordan Searles. If you just, just wait there real quick and I'll explain. First, I want to know what you thought about this week's episode. I got to imagine a lot of you can relate at least to the idea of, you know, breakups and when, you know, people are picking sides and friends are picking sides. And, you know, sometimes one of us ends up feeling kind of alone during the whole ordeal. What are your breakups like? How do you get over breakups? How do you cope? What is it like for you to get back out there after a long relationship and and re-enter the dating scene? Hey, how, or just chime in with how low is the bar for men who date women? We want to know what you think. And we is the Champagne Room, our sex positive Discord server. Introduce yourself today. Let us know what you thought about the show. Jump into some other conversations going on at manwhorepod.com slash discord. You can also email me your comments, your questions, your criticisms. Okay, Mary Beth, maybe also your titty pictures uh, to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Shout out to, uh, to Josh. I guess this is a thing now. So this is my unofficial reminder that you can book an hour of my time to talk about almost whatever. Uh, I do gangbang consultations, podcasting consultations, and I'll also just listen to you complain about your uh, significant other. $100 for the hour. Shoot me an email to arrange. In a few hours, uh, a guy is uh, is paying me to just kind of give him a pep talk for his first sex party this weekend. Okay, I can do that too. But of course, the best way to support the work that I'm doing here is on Patreon. In addition to gaining exclusive access to special spaces for patrons and behind-the-scenes bonus content, 
You're also getting nearly 300 bonus episodes, and one of those bonus apps is with Jordan coming out tomorrow. For all of my $5 and up fan whores, we're just talking, this is for the movie buffs, we're just talking about rom-coms. It is like almost a half hour talking rom-coms, super fun. So that's going to drop tomorrow, and I'm going to play a teaser of it right now. And then you can head on over to patreon.com slash podcast, get your membership, and hear the whole thing. Everybody, I am so grateful for you. I'm grateful for your downloads. I'm grateful for your online engagement. I'm grateful for your dollars when you've got them to spare. I just, you know, my life would look very differently if you all weren't tuning in to me every Wednesday. I fucking miss you, pervs. I've definitely been uh, staring at my 2023 calendar determined for the next man con. Stay tuned on that. Stay here for a little more with me and Jordan. And as always... Stay slutty. And I like how it's just like she is the way that she is. He's the way that he is, which is a slob. And it's kind wow. of and it's okay. kind of Vince like Vaughn hate. <laughs> Listen, I used to I used to actually I was I was into Vince Vaughn at some point. Um a long time ago. Um but you know, he is who she he is who he is, she is who she is. And in real life, you know. There isn't some kind of like magic way to fix that. They are who they are. And there's also just the fact that maybe this is like a weird like way of thinking about it, but it's also just like Jennifer Aniston deserves better. And so is she Maybe Vince Vaughn deserved better. <laughs> oh. Um mm. and so <laughs> She's she's a little petty in that movie, I'm just saying. I mean she 